Star Wars 7x7 episode 2064. It's happening! We're doing it! We're talking about Counterattack. This is episode 19 from season 3 of The Clone Wars and bears directly upon the first story arc of season 7. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So here we are, Counterattack, the second of a three-part story arc from Season 3 that bears on the Bad Batch story arc in Season 7 where we find out, alright, spoiler alert, since <laughs> the episode came out just a few episodes ago, and it's been known for years, but be that as it may, Echo is still in fact alive and Echo seems to know a lot about Clone War military strategy. So how is it that this is possible? Well, the events of Counterattack at least give you some background for what happens with Echo. Now, when we last left our heroes, they had split into two teams, Anakin and Ahsoka leading one, and Obi-Wan and Evan Peel leading the other, both trying to get to specific rendezvous points, their own specific rendezvous points, and Commander R2-D2 <laughs> and his group of battle droids are supposed to use the shuttle to pick each group up at their respective rendezvous points and get them off the planet. Naturally, nothing goes according to plan because they are being pursued by regular battle droids and super battle droids and crab-looking battle droids and commando battle droids and probe droids. Like, uh, it's absolutely impossible. And of course, the tactical droids arranging it all. Nothing goes according to plan. In fact, at one point, Obi-Wan and Evan Peel's team gets captured, but then in the nick of time, R2-D2 shows up with his battle droids and they manage to con the other battle droids and get the... <laughs> that particular Jedi-led team to safety, at least safety for a short amount of time. Meanwhile, Anakin and Ahsoka do not have the luxury of assistance from R2 and his battle droids. They have to make their way to their own rendezvous point utterly on their own, and when things go awry, their plan B is to go to the fallback point, which is a landing pad at the Citadel, where R2 has already taken the battle droids. This, unfortunately, is hampered by <laughs> Captain Tarkin griping and complaining the whole way, like, oh, this is taking too long, and you Jedi don't know what you're doing, I don't trust Ahsoka, and all this stuff. But there is one sort of important conversation, remarkable conversation, if you will, that Anakin and Tarkin have about the Jedi, and the fact that from Tarkin's point of view, the Jedi, being peacekeepers, are limited in the tactics that they can use in the theater of war. And Anakin actually agrees with him conditionally, he says, yeah, based on our code, our order, you know, we're limited from doing some of the things that might have guaranteed us a victory in other circumstances. I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea. And Ahsoka is a little bit surprised to hear Anakin siding with Tarkin in this particular regard, but this is kind of laying the groundwork for Anakin's ideas about the Jedi and about the Sith and about how they're not winning the war doing things the way that they're doing them, and the temptation to do something differently certainly would lure Anakin a little bit further down the garden path toward the dark side of the Force. So out of everything in this episode, I think that one particular thing was really interesting and fascinating, and I love how they add these little breadcrumbs here and there to show Anakin's steps toward the dark side, like the path just being built in front of him piece by piece. 
Anyway, so let's get to Echo. So they all get to the landing platform, but naturally the Citadel is alerted to their presence and they send out tons of droids. There are turrets on the platform, which at one point the clones and the Jedi are able to eliminate the droids operating those turrets, but a commando droid is able to get back in control of one of them. Echo says, hey, we gotta take this shuttle now, like this is the moment. And there's an Echo, no, yell, and Echo grabs one of the shields that a droid had, tries to get to the shuttle, but the commando droid operating the turret blows up the shuttle and Echo is thrown in the blast and there's an Echo yell by one of the clone troopers, after which Obi-Wan says, we need to get out of here now. And so they all retreat. And all we have seen of Echo's fate is his body getting blown away from the explosion of the shuttle. And then there's a fateful panning down to the camera as our heroes retreat to Echo's helmet laying at least, you know, certainly charred and scored and marked, but otherwise unattached to Echo's body. And we don't necessarily know where Echo's body is or what condition he's in, we're just given to presume that he must have been killed in the blast, but apparently this is not actually the case. So the Jedi send a distress call back to the temple, which is heard by Plo Koon and Mace Windu and Yoda, saying, we need help, we need to get out of here, and so they say, we'll send the fleet. And we know Count Dooku is waiting in the wings potentially and is probably getting mad <laughs> that the prison warden won't return his phone calls. So yeah, it's going to go down in the final episode of the story arc, which we will talk about probably tomorrow, assuming that there's no new Star Wars news. But there was actually a bit of Indiana Jones news, which just for fun, I'll share with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So Steven Spielberg, who directed the four previous Indiana Jones movies, is not going to be directing Indiana Jones 5. This in an exclusive story from Variety that broke yesterday. He is going to be a producer and quote-unquote hands-on about it, but apparently a source close to the filmmaker, this is how Variety is putting it, is saying that he wanted to pass the whip on to a new generation of storytellers. And so right now, as of the time of recording of this podcast, James Mangold is in talks to be the director for Indiana Jones 5. Most recently, he was the director of Ford v. Ferrari, which was nominated for multiple Academy Awards. And in the fandom world, he's the director of Logan, the final movie in the Wolverine saga. And even though all the stories are saying that he's in talks, at this point, at the time of recording, John Kasdan, who is the script writer for Indiana Jones 5, tweeted out, if adventure has a name, it must be James Mangold, using Mangold's Twitter handle. So that's obviously not confirmation, but that certainly seems to give the story more weight. So there you go, that's the big news. Right now, the date for the movie, which is July 9th, 2021, there's no suggestion yet that it could change. Harrison Ford has said that they will be filming in a couple of months. I don't know. It feels like there might be a change again. I don't know, but we will see and we'll keep you updated on it as news develops. So 
That's going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the galaxy you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.